Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ranch Ramblin', the Cowboy Gals podcast. I am super excited that you're here, and I am just really pumped up for this episode today. Um, we're doing something a little bit different. This is a, a Q&A type episode. If you follow me on social media, you uh, have the opportunity to throw in some questions. Um, I'm going to answer them here tonight. So if you're new here, welcome, welcome. I'm Tucker. I'm your host. Um, I am the cowboy gal behind Ranch Ramblin. Being a mom is my favorite thing in the world. I love the ranch in life, everything that comes with it from the horses to the cattle. And I put my corgis and my journey to healthier living kind of in among it all. And I get fired about helping women step into their best, most badass selves. So um, with that, thank you so much for being here, and I am ready to kick this thing off. So um, I'm really looking forward to doing more of these. So if you enjoyed this, please um, shoot me a message and keep an eye out for more questions on our question boxes on social media because I love giving you guys what you want to hear. Um, I'm super huge about community and you know, lifting each other up and helping, like like I said a second ago, helping everybody figure out their best selves. And I do just want to put in here, um, <laughs> if you are a cowgirl or a cowgirl at heart, I um, hope that you find some connection here. And that doesn't mean you have to, to own a horse or ride a horse to fit in here. Um, everybody is welcome. So with that, let's kick it off. Um, I am just going through these kind of in the order I got them, and I haven't, let me get them pulled up here, here we are, okay, let's see, staying focused on goals when everything seems to go wrong, ooh, I like this, and we talked a little bit about this last week, um, since it was so close to the first of the year, um, goals can be kind of tricky, especially when life gets in the way, so, what my first suggestion with this is going to be, what is your why? Why are you setting the goals? What's what's driving you to get out of bed in the morning? What is that for you? Um, because if you, if you aren't keyed into what that is, it's a lot harder to stay dedicated with your goals, right? Um, there's a quote out there, gosh, I I wish I, I had it handy for us, but it says something about motivation is what gets you started, but dedication is what helps you finish. And I, I think that's just super important. You need to decide um, how important those goals are to you and why you're attaining them. And keep that dream on the forefront of your mind. Keep that why right up there where it belongs, which is on your mind all the time because that is what is going to help you stay dedicated and help you get over those hiccups um, because this is life and they're bound to come up um, and so if we can successfully jump those hurdles uh, that's gonna gonna help you stay motivated even when they pop up in your way and the more you do that and the more consistent you become the easier it's going to get to handle those hurdles um, so I, I hope that was a good, a, a good answer for you there. Favorite brands. Okay. 
Uh, brands. This could be, this could go a lot of different directions. So <laughs> let me, I'm assuming probably clothing. Um, so if you've hung out here very long or on my social media, I guess, you know that I love the little boutique called Ranch Girl Gear. They are just super awesome. Um, a couple cowboy gals that just, they have their little boutique. They have super unique graphic tees, um, as well as jeans and, you know, jewelry, all the things. Um, I did hear a little birdie told me that they are getting some new inventory as well. So, um, if you're interested in that, I will drop a discount code for them in the show notes. Um, other favorites, clothes. I love Kimes jeans. I love Ariat jeans. Uh, oh, I love, uh, ranch dressing. I was actually gifted pair of the new trousers. I'm loving those. Um, but brands as far as, um, it's no secret. I'm into health and wellness. I love just ingredients, common sense wellness. Um, and also anything small business. If you show me a small business boutique, I will love it. Um, those are kind of where I tend to go there. Um, as far as tack and whatnot, um, I am a huge uh, Carrie Kelly person. My boots are Paul Bonds um, before they changed hands. Um, so I, that's speaking for the original Paul Bond. Um, let's see. Like I said, Carrie Kelly, Spurs. Um, I love all kinds of handmade bits, things like that. Anything handmade as far as tack and gear goes. Um, how to stay motivated when feeling down in the dumps. Okay, this is kind of like that first question, which is a, it's, I think we've all felt this, right? So things kind of might not be going your way. It's easy to let that discouragement take over. And this is, again, where I'm going to pull on that dream. Why did you start? Um, what is it? fires you up? What do you want to be doing? Where do you want to be? What's, who's the kind of person that you want to be and what would they do? Um, also, I, when you're feeling down, one of the best remedies is to move your body. Um, there is, I could geek out and go off on this for a while, but move your body, get some fresh air, get outside. Um, the, the more you stagnate, your body stagnates, your mind does, your energy, it just becomes kind of bleh, and it's it's a lot harder to get out of that low vibration than it is to just maintain your high vibe. So um, when you're feeling down, uh, move your body, make sure you're getting exercise, drink some water, um, try to avoid junk food, because I know that sounds like overstated, but the junk food... Um, provides like a it's a false hit of I think it's a I think it's dopamine um it's like that comfort you know that that you go to which actually uh, ends up increasing your cortisol levels which is your stress hormone and all kinds of stuff here we could go on and on about this so I'm gonna cut that off right there but um yeah start there uh, get into action um if you're talking about motivated for for goals um, action creates desire and desire 
you going. So get into action. If you're feeling down and you're feeling like you absolutely do not want to do whatever it is that was on your plate today, start small and do it. Do something. If you're feeling kind of bummed out and you got your whole house to clean, just start with making your bed or start with, you know, something simple. Pick, clear off the table, you know, clear off your your counter or do the dishes. Just start with something small, but the key is to get into action. Don't let yourself stagnate. Um, ooh, <laughs> we're shifting gears a little bit, you guys, right here. This is fun. Um, best breed of goats to start with. I don't think this is something we've talked about on the podcast yet, but I'm kind of a crazy goat lady. Um, it started, I'm just giving you a backstory here. It started when I was in high school and I started tying goats. So I needed practice goats and that just evolved into now I currently, um, raise milk goats. (laughs) So, uh, the best breed of goats to start with. Um, for one, you need to know your purpose. If you are going to show them, which I never did, um, if you're going to milk them, if you're raising them for meat, if they are just kind of little pal goats that are fun to have in your yard to look at and be cute. Um, or if you might be tying your goats, um, or I mean, people even pack their goats. So first off, identify your purpose. Um, you're just looking for like a an all-around kind of fun goat. Nubians are my favorite. They are a dairy goat. Um, I love, love Nubians. I love French Alpines. Um, but I think probably one of the friendliest and most um, beginner, like, I don't know if I'm saying this right, the most easiest startup goat is going to probably be a Nigerian dwarf. Um, they're really friendly, super sweet, and they're not very big. So if you are limited on space or something, um, a Nigerian dwarf will be really fun. They have a really great um, temperament. They do milk really well, super creamy milk. Um, the Nubians are going to be bigger, uh, more leggy. Um, again, on strictly dairy. Um, they They're very friendly as well. Let's see. If you're looking at them like to tie and stuff like that, boar crosses make your best tying goats. Something with a little bit of leg, but they're sturdy and they'll hold up. Um, they take that kind of exercise really, really well. So it just depends on what your what your goal is. Um, but Nigerian dwarfs, Nubians, boars, those are all really good beginner breeds, depending on you know where you're headed. Um, ooh, along with that, uh, these are probably from the same person. Goat's milk or cow's milk? Um, both are good. And um, I'm going down a rabbit hole here a little bit. And um, I'm not telling you that this is the way to go or not. But I personally love raw milk. And I love the benefits of that. Um, and Some people are not comfortable with that. And that's okay. Um, but as far as goat's milk or cow's milk, they are made up different, um, like their protein structure, I think I'm saying that right, are different. And I personally have known several people who either had babies or themselves did not do well with the cow's milk. So they switched to goat's milk and they were able to drink that with no digestive issues or, 
um, any other sort of inflammation um, symptoms. So the reason for that, uh, I have looked into this a little bit. Um, I believe you say the word the caseins in the milk, in the goat's milk actually allow for better digestion. I, that's not connected with the lactose, I don't believe. Um, but goat's milk is also used for a lot of cosmetics. It's great for your skin. It typically is pretty, um, it's, it's pretty mild. It is very nourishing and it actually does have, it is a little bit more nutrient dense than cow's milk in certain circumstances. Um, I was just looking on, I saw this question come across the thing and thought I need to pull up some facts. So Michigan State University has some good facts on goat's milk versus cow's milk. Also, I want to send you to my friend um, Tara Vanderdussen on Instagram. Um, she and her husband own a dairy in, I believe it's in Portales, New Mexico, um, Clovis area. Anyways, they she has all kinds of amazing milk facts um, and dairy facts and things like that. Um, she also has a podcast called Discover Ag. Go check that out because she addresses a lot of this controversy with the raw milk versus, you know, pasteurized milk and nutrient density and all that stuff. So if you're looking for more of that, go check her out. Um, is your whole family gluten-free? So if this is your first time listening, um, we, you'll hear me talk a lot about gluten-free issues. My oldest daughter was diagnosed with celiac disease when she was 18 months old. Um, I'll share that story on here sometime. Um, but in a nutshell, it was a in and out of the hospital, super dramatic, really scary, uh, time where we actually almost lost her because we didn't know what was going on. And typically celiac doesn't show up in little kids. So nobody was thinking to look for that and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Um, She's celiac. Um, I have not gotten Lottie test tested specifically for celiac, but she was showing a lot of the same symptoms. Um, so they are exclusively gluten free. Um, if celiac is actually an autoimmune disease, so there's a lot of um, issues with gluten exposure for them. Um, and for them, it it in our case. We, we met with um, several dietitians that specifically handled celiac disease. Um, and so for my girls, the gluten has to be ingested for it to be a problem. So Timmy and I can still eat gluten and it can be around in our home as long as we don't cross-contaminate the food, the utensils, cookware, plates, things like that that the girls are eating. So... Um, are trying to be primarily gluten-free. There are a few things that Timmy and I will still have in our home that are, um, that just, they stay separate. We're very careful about how we handle things when we cook, um, when we, you know, make different foods, handle the plates, utensils, things like that. We can't do that cross-contamination. Um, so yeah, that's that in a nutshell. Um, best advice to a stay-at-home mom looking to make an extra $500 to $1,000 a month. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much because stay-at-home moms are powerhouses, right? Um, and, 
you know, stay at home moms, you've chosen to stay at home with your kids for a reason. And in my experience, that is non-negotiable for most. Um, so that kind of creates an issue. I'm just going to share a little bit of my story for a second. Um, when I got pregnant with my oldest, I was a full-time cowboy on an outfit down in New Mexico. And you know what that comes with. And there were certain things that led me to quitting that job a lot earlier than I had thought um, because of my pregnancy. And that was hard for me because I like to pull my weight. I've always prided myself on my work ethic and, you know, all of these things. And now I wasn't providing any income to our family and we were about to add a baby and, you know, all of all of the things that run through your head. So Looking for an extra avenue of income is is super common for families right now, especially with the downturn economy and all the things happening. Um, and it's just nice to have to be able to help, you know, from from the mom's perspective. It's nice to be able to ease a little bit of that. Um, and so I love this. I love this question so much. There is a bajillion things you could do, and we could go. We could spend a whole episode on this question alone. Um, I'm going to break it down a little bit for you. And instead of giving things to do, I'm starting with what worked for me and what I have seen work um, over the last several years. I've experienced this personally. Start with self-improvement. That is my biggest piece of advice to a stay-at-home mom. Start with personal development, self-improvement, Working on yourself, your mindset, your goal-setting skills, your persistence, your consistency. Start there and get really, really clear on, oh, here's that word again, those dreams, okay? Get clear on those dreams and figure out why and, fi- and, and lean into those and build them so big because as you do this, Your confidence increases, your anxiety goes down, and all of a sudden you're going to figure out where your strengths are and what it is you really like to do at this stage of your life, and something's going to come to you. The right thing will cross your path, a friend will mention something, an opportunity will show up in one form or another, and you'll be able to take advantage of it. But just start. Like that's, you've got to start somewhere, and working on yourself you I, I've experienced this myself it will open doors when you I love this too because um, I had never thought of this this is what I'm about to say I'd never thought of this this way and a good friend and mentor of mine said this to me one time he said wake up and make God your business partner and I thought oh my gosh why have I never thought of that that way before right I wake up and I pray every day and so when I thought of it in that way, some really cool opportunities happened after I started started praying for this specific thing, right? And if that's not you, if you're not a, a praying type, do whatever that is for you, you know, meditate on it, do, you know, your mindfulness, your quiet time, whatever that is for you. For me, it's prayer. Um, you know, make... business partner start your day and then go to work and then keep going all right 
you can't just you can't get started and start waking on yourself and then just throw in the towel and be like oh the end this is kind of hard you've got to keep going you've got to be persistent um i actually have been part of a really cool self development system for the last couple of years and they they just created an app to go along with it and this is this is the perfect perfect timed question for this actually because they just created this app and released it to us like this last week um so i've been really obsessed with that because it's it's this personal development that i have been working on for the last couple of years and um really this system has just catapulted everything I've been working on in my life. Um, and I am not kidding when I tell you my, my anxiety is down. My self-confidence is way up. Um, like I'm, I have, I feel like I'm using my time wisely. I feel like you know, there's just so many things I could go on and on and on. Um, but that's really, that's, got to start is is working on yourself figuring out what it is you want to do find that dream and build it every day and and then take advantage of the opportunities that come a friend says hey i've got something i want to share with you give them a listen because that's what happened to me (laughs) i rolled my eyes and was like uh self-development okay um and then i actually started doing it and so glad I did. And I'm like, why the heck didn't I do this sooner? So there's that for you. Um, I will actually put a link um, in the comments and I can share that app with you personally. I would really love to do that. Um, let's see. What got you into the corgi business? <laughs> so you've probably seen some pictures on my social media. Um, really at the root of this all is I love dogs. (laughs) I love dogs. And, um, I always had a dog growing up and it was typically a cow dog. Um, and then when we moved to New Mexico, we didn't use dogs on the ranch down there to work cattle. So I kind of had to shift gears a little bit. You know, the, the typical dogs that I would have around, uh, didn't have a job and, um, I had to, I had to rethink some things, right? So I was like, look, as a mom now, I'm not able to use a working breed quite like I used to, or give them a job or keep a handle on them or anything like that. So I just ran into corgis and I fell in love with them. And here I am. Um, <laughs> I love my little corgis and they seriously make the best family dogs. They're just so chill and super happy. Let's see. My favorite pastime. Um, I am a doer, so I don't do well with downtime, if that makes sense at all. Um, if we don't have anywhere to be necessarily, we will be on our horses. We'll be roping the dummy, playing with the horses. Outside, anything outside I love. Um, I enjoy hiking. I I love to hunt, which I've not really been able to do um, since I had the babies. 
Um, I do enjoy reading, which is something I have gotten back into with my self-development journey. And I'm so thankful for that because reading used to be something I did every day. And then, you know, life happens and kids happen and I quit reading. And so now I'm, I'm back on the reading train and I'm loving it. Uh, favorite kitchen hack. (laughs) Okay. Um, we have a joke in my family. My dad used to, we, I don't even remember how this started, but (laughs) um I don't remember what I did but it was like I cooked something and it burned or I I messed something up in the kitchen at to shorten this all and it turned into this joke about how I didn't have any domestic skills right so I love this question because I actually do have some kitchen hacks now and I have developed some domestic skills um First one is going to be minimize everything. You don't need 40 pots and pans, okay? Um, Chances are you have a cupboard full of pans just sitting there and you use like three. Um, So get rid of the rest of them. Minimize your stuff. You've probably got, if you're like me, I have one of those little um, container dealies on the corner of my counter and I've got whisks and spatulas and spoons and this ladle and some fancy fork thing and... I use the same, like, four or five, six things over and over, and the rest of them don't get touched. They just get in the way, and so why on earth are they on my counter? Minimize <laughs> minimize everything. Um, my mom is actually just telling me something that they're working on, and it's, if it takes less than a minute, do it now. I love that. Super simple. Um, one of my other... I don't, this might be more practical. I don't know. Um, I love to make big meals and freeze the leftovers to have later when you might be in a time crunch or, you know, people come over and you didn't know you were going to have company. You got to make dinner, you know, all the things, um, make the big meals, freeze the leftovers, invest in some freezer containers or some freezer Ziplocs and just write the date on it that you made it, um, put it in the freezer and then thought and you've got fresh dinner again um there are some meals that freeze better than others so google that and find out you know what works well but i like to do that with casseroles um some soups freeze really well um obviously stuff like that so um oh another thing i really like to do is i like to like for example cook a big roast And the first night we'll have like roast and potatoes. And then for breakfast or even dinner the next day, depending on what you want to do, you could do like, you know, the burritos, eggs and and the meat and potatoes and the breakfast burritos. Or you could do tacos with the rest of the meat. Um, But that's one of my favorite tricks is make make a lot of meat and make it last for two or three different meals. Uh, how do you keep your sanity while raising feral ranch children? Um, I love this because the kids are wild. Um, so this is kind of a loaded question too. I think a huge asset for me is my communication with my husband. Um, he's really great to see when I need a break and give me a couple hours. Um, it has just been us for the long, I mean, since before we were married, um, down there on the ranch. And 
so it's it's mostly just he and I that have each other and the kids and so he's really really good to give me some time to do some of the things that I want to do and that's another thing is this whole like the things you love have to stop when you have kids thing is crap you just have to figure out a way to make it work it's not going to be as flawless or as smooth or as convenient as before you had the kids but if you give up the things that light your fire you you're going to be sad and anxious and stressed and all of the things that we don't like so find a way to continue doing the things you love where it's all possible even if it means pivoting and shifting the way it looks for a little bit um also this is this is kind of a more serious note but um it really helps to just take a break you know step back and realize this phase is not going to last forever um the kids are crazy they're you know they need you a lot when they're little and in a really demanding kind of way and it it really helps me to see the perspective that this is really just for a minute and when it's gone it's gone and I will never have this time back and I get all emotional thinking about it because I don't ever remember feeling like my mom didn't want to be with us and I want to be sure that I give that to my kids and um that doesn't mean you don't get frazzled or that you don't need some space because you definitely do and it is so healthy to take that time and you know do the things that you want to do but I think that perspective ultimately um really helps even when if you're not able to have a break or even when the break was really really nice and then you come back to reality and it feels like you never got a break right you feel me moms <laughs> um anyway that's super super been really really helpful for me um and to be completely honest you gotta pray <laughs> you gotta pray because when you um you know when you involve god with your family everything flows better you tend to see the blessings rather than the trials um a little more frequently anyways and sometimes it seems just to lift that chaos <laughs> um well let's see next question Oh, favorite book. Okay, so this is a loaded question too because I said a second ago I love reading. Um, a good classic that I can never go wrong with, I can never read too many times, are almost any Louis L'Amour book. Specifically the Sackets. I love the Sackets. I love the Harry Potter books, the Hunger Games. Um, I have some super fond memories of when my brother and I were little. My mom read us the Marguerite Henry books. Um, those are the Misty of Chincoteague Island and, um, Bridie of the Grand Canyon, those kind of books. Um, and then on a different direction, I love anything personal development. Um, I'm really into Napoleon Hill right now. Um, let's see what else. I read a really good, oh, the Joe Pickett series by CJ Box. They actually made it into a TV show. Um, but I loved the books. I I really like all kinds of reading, but those are the top ones that come to mind. Tips for ranch women currently living on one income. Oh, this is my jam. <laughs> um, I'm laughing a little bit, but like casseroles. <laughs> um, I say 
that kind of jokingly and then kind of serious because um, casseroles are not the only way to cook um, efficient meals, but they are really efficient. And that's what I mean by that is look for ways to maximize the food you're using um, and the time that you're spending. And when you can make a little bit go a longer way, obviously you're going to spend less money. Um, so you might have to home make a lot more meals. Um, and that's one of my biggest, I think my biggest things, if you feel like you need to tighten up your budget somewhere, um, or if you're just trying to, you know, limit spending in general, make your meals, uh, limit how often you eat out. Um, you know, bake the bread if you are at all in a position to do so. Anything you can make is going to save you money. Uh, almost. Um, and that actually really applies for our family with the gluten-free, <laughs> I'm sorry, <coughs> with the gluten-free situation because gluten-free bread is ridiculous to buy. It's like $7 for this little tiny loaf. But if you can make the bread, you have a full-size loaf. It's typically better bread and you used like, you know, three, four dollars of ingredients instead of paying seven dollars for the loaf. So things like that are a really good place to start tightening up. Um and I know that sometimes a budget can feel really restricting. So be sure that you have your budget, but in there oh you need to budget for some treats, like for some splurges. Like um if you feel like you're never getting to do anything quote like fun um it kind of gets heavy and sad really so budget in there you know date night budget in um the nails if that's what you need to do figure out a way to make those things work for your budget and that way you're not cutting everything off all at once you are though being sure that you stick to that budget you have for your family um buying in bulk is another really good trick um, instead of, it's, it's a lot cheaper that way. If you can, if you have the space, the pantry space to store, you know, the flour, the sugar, the case of canned, whatever it is you bought, vegetables, whatever, um, it's going to be a lot cheaper for you that way. Um, let me think what else are some good tricks. Oh, thrift shop. If you need, you know, you don't need everything brand new. Um, I'm not saying to never get anything brand new because again, budget in some splurges, but, um, I love thrifting for myself and for my kids because 90% of the time their clothes are thrashed within like the first day or two that they wear the shirt. There's going to be like a stain on it, no matter how hard we try. So thrifting is amazing. Um, buy used things. Uh, Facebook marketplace is really awesome right now. If you're looking for furniture or thing, you know, appliances, things like that. Um, us, we live out of town. So limiting our trips to town is a huge, huge income saver because uh, we have the fuel to drive in there. And then of course we go in there and it's like, oh, while we're here, let's just get something to eat. And then, you know, you go shopping and blah, blah, blah. It can add up really fast. So limit your trips to the store. If you live in town, limit your trips to the store. And when you go make a list um, and then stick to that list. So a huge difference even when I do the online pickup. Um, 
versus when I go in the store because it's so easy to impulse buy and be like, oh yeah, I haven't had Savoy in a really long time. Let's go ahead and get some of those, which actually brings me to my next point, which is forget the name brand. Um, most of the time, the off-brand, store brand, whatever it is, wherever you are, is going to do the trick just like the name brand. Um, so those are some of my tips um, for living on one income. Uh, and then also, if you feel the need, there are ways to diversify your income and add a little extra. So um, like I said, I could geek out on that also. So please don't be afraid to reach out if you have um, any questions. Um, oh, before we move on from that one, though, I really do want to mention that on one income, if you are struggling trying to make ends meet, you've got to do without the luxuries. You've got to do without the nails, without the phone upgrade, things like that. You've got to just get real honest and be like, "Is do I need this to function or is this just something that would be convenient? Um, and a lot of times, even as far as the food goes, the convenience will cost you money. Where if you just put a little effort in, it would save a lot of money and just take a little bit of your time. And then when you get out of that space, you can then go back to utilizing things for convenience a little bit. Um, how do you keep a balance between keeping up everything and also dreaming? So I love this question because that does seem like it could be a little bit overwhelming. But the truth is, is that I'm always dreaming. I'm always thinking of what I want for my family and what I can do when I am there. And, and that's the thing that that kind of provides that balance because um, I think it was in episode one um, of this podcast that if you haven't listened to, go back and check it out. Um, but if you have, you might remember us talking about your situation may not be your dream situation right now. But ha be grateful for where you are and then make the most out of where you are right now. And as you do that, you're going to open some doors for yourself for areas of growth. And eventually that dream's going to become a reality. Um, so those that's kind of my, my big, I know that was a little bit complicated, but that's where I'm at there. Um, the biggest thing is gratitude for where you are. Have the faith in where you're going. Have the faith in that dream. But don't be so caught up in where you're going that you forget to be thankful for now. Because gratitude really is the key to make it all come together and and flow a little more <laughs> a little more smoothly, you know. Um and then again, I pray a lot. <laughs> and that is what works for me. And um that's kind of a loaded question. Again, I could spend a ton of time on that, but um, that's all of my questions that I had sent in today. So I had a lot of fun on this and I hope you guys did too. Um, I plan on doing this about once a month, the Q and A. So, um, get your questions and you are more than welcome to send them to me, Instagram, email, um, you know, anything like that. And even if you just want to chat a little bit, shoot me a, shoot me a message. Um, I would be happy to visit. Uh, I will drop the show notes here for the links on the things that we have talked about. And um, I think that's it. We're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Ranch Ramblin' podcast today. 
I, like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I had a great time and be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have not. And um, stay tuned on social media for the winner of the giveaway to everybody that has subscribed. So thanks so much and we'll catch you next week.